0: Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is writer, director, John Swab. And we're talking about his brand new movie entitled Ida Red. Welcome to the show, John. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Nice to have you here. This is an interesting film. I um, You have an amazing cast, an amazing, amazing cast. I love Josh Hartnett. Love him in almost everything in everything that he does. I just adore him. But you have Academy Award winning actress uh, Melissa Leo and Frank Gr- 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 Grillo. Is that how you say it?
1: Uh, I think that's probably the proper enunciation, but everybody else just says Grillo.
0: Grillo. Okay, Frank yeah. Grillo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was doing the uh, the other pronunciation, and and just a great cast. I mean, William Forsythe. So it's an interesting ride. This is a wonderful ride. One of those movies that you uh, just go on the journey with. So our audience knows a little bit about this. Uh, what the movie's all about? Why don't you give a synopsis of Ida Red?
1: Sure. Yeah, Ida Red is about a uh, kind of a matriarch of a criminal family. Ida Red, uh, played by Melissa Leo, who is in prison serving a twenty five sentence sentence. Uh, She's been in there for about 15 years. And in that time, her son has been on the outside kind of uh, conducting the family's work. And she is behind bars kind of choreographing all of this and pulling the strings uh, on these jobs. Basically, we find out she's ill. And uh, it's basically the story of her son, Wyatt, played by Josh, to do this one last job and hopefully get his mom out of prison.
0: Mischief ensues. <laughs> plenty, plenty of mischief ensues. That's, yeah, absolutely. After that. So um, you wrote this. So tell me where this idea germinated. And, uh, yeah, because, yeah, how did it germinate (laughs) Where did you come up with it?
1: I love these kind of movies. I love action films. I love like classic crime, uh, family dramas Mm -hmm. and, uh, my partner and producer in these things, uh, Jeremy Rosen and I, you know, wanted to make a film that was an homage and kind of uh, our version of one of those classic movies. And, uh, so it kind of was born out of that. You know, I've worked with uh, Melissa and with Frank Grillo before. And, uh, I had an idea for a couple characters that I thought they'd be great at playing. And, um, you know the script kind of all unfolded from from that.
0: Oh, what, what other did, did were they both in the same movie that you worked with them before?
1: Or they, yeah, they they were both in a movie called Body Brokers. They came out actually uh, in February of this year. Um, they both both were uh, part of that.
0: So that was the first movie you did with both of them, and then you did this as a follow-up afterwards? Well, not Correct. a follow-up to that film, but just as a follow-up with both of them as yeah. great yeah. actors, great, great actors. Absolutely, um, yeah. very, very great
1: actors, yeah.
0: Wonderful to work with the best uh, when you're doing this, and you got to work mm-hmm. with the best. So how, I was going to say, how did you attract them to this, and how did you attract them to your, uh, your other movie?
1: Uh, Melissa is a, has become kind of a friend and a mentor to me. Um, she uh, doesn't live far from where I was living in the Hudson Valley. Um, and we got to know each other around there. And, uh, and I tried to get her in a previous film. It didn't end up working out and we stayed in touch. And I took her the script to what, by the, the film I just referenced body brokers and uh, she loved it, came on board uh, did a great job. Um, we enjoyed working together a lot. And I also, like I said, I mean, I've gotten to know her really well. And she's been very gracious with her time and and just her wealth of knowledge and experience in the movie business um, that she's kind of really helped, uh, you know, counsel me on decisions and, and also in writing and, and directing and all of the above. So. I, I try and involve her as much as I can because I, I have so much respect for her as an actress but, uh, but also just as a person so that's kind of how she got involved with Ida Red is that I had done Body Brokers I told her I was writing this role for her and then I took her the script and she uh, thankfully was was you know, flattered and, and came on board to do it and then Frank um, actually came via um, a relationship that uh, Jeremy, my producer, has we uh, brought on another producer uh, for Body Brokers, and we're introduced to the idea of Frank. And you know, after speaking to the guy, he's uh, truly one of a kind. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we really enjoyed the process of doing Body Brokers together. It was a smaller role in that film, and you know, I, I got to see and you know how he was to work with and how he was as a person. And it just kind of motivated me to want to do more with him as an actor. And so I wrote him. You know the role of Dallas in this movie, which he, you know, ran with and uh, and really had a lot of fun with, and I think you know that uh, just did an incredible job. Oh,
0: he does. You know, he he. You can't keep your eyes off of him when he's That's on right. the screen. He's like. He, he, that old expression eats up the, uh, the scenery, I guess. But he he is uh, compelling uh, to watch when he's on the screen. Uh, so yeah, and you can, yeah, he, he, you could tell he was relishing what, this role.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he had he had a lot of fun with it. Yeah.
0: So, um, so you filmed this in Oklahoma, correct? Correct. And that's correct. where you're from originally.
1: It is where I'm from. Yeah
0: so uh, how how was that feeling filming it in your hometown uh,
1: it was great I mean it I wrote it for Oklahoma as well it this, that was actually the fourth film I had I had done in Oklahoma so it wasn't something that was new to me um, you know I owe a lot of my success uh, in, in a lot of you know the I guess the the small breaks I've had in my career to Oklahoma because you um, You know, I've done so much work here, and I've gotten so much support from the people here. So, um, you know, I I quite enjoy working uh, in my own backyard because I, I I know what resources I have, and I have a lot more relationship here than I do in another you know place where I'm not from. So.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's great. But go, to go back, I wanted to say you couldn't find a better mentor uh, than Melissa Leo. Uh, how mm-hmm. lucky are you <laughs> to have uh, yeah, one very of the <laughs> lucky. Yeah. one of the best in the business? Really,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, you know, I, I I think she is you know one of the best in the business, and I have I have nothing but love and adoration and gratitude for her and all she's done for me. So
0: yeah, how, how lovely, how blessed, how blessed you yeah. are for sure. So Josh Hartnett, how did you attract him to this uh, movie?
1: Uh, yeah, that kind of it, it, it in a way, kind of came out of nowhere. We weren't expecting it. And um, again, my my producer and partner and all these things, uh, Jeremy, um, you know, he's kind of a casting wizard in in terms of, you know, we we do a lot of it together. And and you know, I write the stories and I take it to him and we kind of discuss different archetypes or things that we see in the character. And, and then he comes back with a lot of great ideas and, and Josh, I think his agent got the script and read it and just loved it for Josh, uh, that role. So, um, you know, it kind of all just happened, uh, like I said, you know, unexpectedly, but when the idea was presented, it seemed like the really cool and fun idea because obviously Josh is, a, you know, is a, a movie star, um, by all accounts when right. I was when I was growing up and, um, you know, he's he's made some interesting choices since that time and done a lot of indie films and art house films. And, and I really respect that. So the idea that he wanted to come down and play this role was very flattering. And uh, and we were excited for the opportunity. And I think he did a great job.
0: Oh, he, he does. You know, what is so wonderful uh, about his performance is that and this is what he brings to it is that you want to have sympathy Towards him, you know, from his predicament of what he's, you know, how he's, you know, involved in all of this, and um, and you know, that's hard to bring. You know, here's somebody who's not really a necessarily a good person. <laughs> it's done a lot of things that people might judge as not being so nice. And yet he brings, you know, the humanity uh, to it. The whole film has that, too, though. I, that's what I liked about it. It was, their, you know, the family dynamics of everyone and how they all relate to each other and how they're very loyal to one another, um, mm-hmm. you know, despite. Things maybe not going the right way, but nobody seems to. You know, it's not like they beat up on each other about those things. They just try to work it out. And I liked that that aspect of this film, um, the family aspect of the film. So Good. Does,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Oops, sorry, was that something that you had originally thought of? Of that was a, a central part when you were writing this that you were going to bring yeah. in the family dynamic.
1: I mean, you know, I, I think. Uh, Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of action movies and, and I love, you know, some, if not all action films just for, I just love movies. But, um, you know, I think the thing that we were trying to make uh, a little more unique with this, or at least referencing movies that we really like, I and mean, they all have a very strong family aspect. And, and, and I think more than a, an action or a crime movie, this is, you know, a movie about those family relationships and dynamics you're talking about. So, uh, In writing it, it was definitely the central theme was the family element of the movie, Um, you know, and then everything else was kind of secondary. So, um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, I think we did a good job with casting and all the actors were were great and um, and understood the, you know, the dynamics we were going for. So, um, you know, luckily it worked, you know, at least uh, in my opinion. So, yeah.
0: It, it, yeah. it, it, it does work as a, Yeah, as I said So again, to go back but what, what was the inspiration for this? Uh, you know, I, just I know you said some other movies that you've liked But what was the what was, Because, you know, I've always I always like to hear about someone's creative process And what sparked them To write something or film something Or whatever, the artistic Or paint something, you know What
1: inspired you? I'm gonna let my dogs out really quick before I answer that, so they don't bark through this whole. I'm not list hearing them. them, so why don't
0: you just? Oh,
1: okay. Keep going. Oh, you're not no. hearing. Good. All right. Uh, um, inspiration for me. So the movie we finished before this is called Body Brokers, and it's a true story about uh, the drug rehabilitation system and how you know flawed it is, and and it's become very predatory, and uh, and a lot of people are losing their lives to it. So the film itself was very. Um, cathartic for me to make because i had been through that that whole thing and also uh, the the social responsibility of it was also um you know it was it was heavy and it was very apparent that we were telling something that needed to be told Mm -hmm. so when we got done with that movie uh i wasn't interested in jumping back into a a movie with a cause or some kind of social uh you know commentary on the state of the world or healthcare system or people or anything like that so the idea was let's do something that is carefree and more in line with a popcorn movie or something that you know we'll just uh, provide an escape and nothing else for people to go and watch and just enjoy and and be carefree about it Um, a lot of my favorite movies growing up were movies like that where you know uh whether it was like heat or you know older films like the getaway or thief or anything like that those those just took me somewhere else and i didn't have any uh you know i didn't leave with any guilt or shame or anything like that about what was going on in the world around me after watching them i just got the experience of watching a film and uh And that's where the inspiration came from. Jeremy and I sat down and we were like, well, I don't want to go through that again right now in terms of, you know, all the research and, uh, you know, uh, you know, telling the story of these kids and these families. I want to just tell a movie that will allow people to just sit down, relax and enjoy the, you know, enjoy a Hollywood esque kind of movie. So that's that's where it came from.
0: That and that's you have done it. You achieved what you wanted to uh, to do. Uh, definitely, it is. It does take you on that ride and journey. And I, you know, movies. People go to movies to be entertained. They want to go away for a couple of hours and yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, experience. I was just talking in my to my last uh, interview, and we were talking after off, offline and during the pandemic. I didn't want to watch anything that was too heavy at all. And he said the same thing. We we're all watching comedy and everything else because but something like this isn't heavy it's it's takes you on a ride i like i like action films and this is definitely an action film um so it's a little different but as far as like a you know a heavy you know dealing with heavy issues i think most of us were like okay we don't really want to go through that we're going through enough on our own right now so this movie uh is definitely a popcorn movie as you said it's a definite popcorn movie Who inspires you? I mean, you haven't been directing have, have, How long have you been directing? In?
1: Um, I guess uh, I guess about oh, about Eight or nine years okay. I've been uh, making movies um, uh, Including short films um, Yeah, so about about Seven to nine years I don't really know the exact time But yeah, a decent amount of time Not that long though
0: yeah, I thought you were a new director, still in the you know, a relatively new director, and that's exciting. You're at a good point in your career. You've done it long enough, and you're starting to really uh, to move the needle, as they say. So, who inspires you as a director?
1: Um, I don't really know. I mean, I uh, you know, I, I I don't really have a. Uh, uh, there's a lot of directors I like to watch their films, um, but, but you know, I've, I've made five movies now, and, uh, you know, it, instead of um, – that hasn't really refined who inspires me. It's actually broadened what inspires me. So, you know, I can enjoy – you know, the more movies I make, the more I can appreciate just any kind of film and, and any kind of uh, – something – you know, I just appreciate him am inspired by anybody who's trying to do something mm-hmm. because I know how hard it is to make a movie. I know how hard it is to to not just talk about doing something and actually do it. So, um, you know, my my uh, inspiration isn't limited to uh, filmmakers. It's you know, I, I'm inspired by you know going to. The grocery store you know and just seeing something new or talking to somebody or just meeting people um you know i take a lot of photos like uh like just film photos on my own and i'm more inspired by uh, life experiences and just conversation with people i don't know than you know uh works of art i guess so um You know, I don't know. That might be a little more broad of an answer than you were looking for, but uh, but I I am still inspired by people who make films as well. Oh mostly filmmakers of the past. Yeah, Yeah. so.
0: Oh, that's why I love what I do. It's uh, it's to showcase. Filmmakers, independent filmmakers, and documentarians, because they're living their dream, and I know how difficult it is to mm. make a movie and get it there. You, you said five films in only seven or eight years. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty prolific. At this, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, I recently learned that prolific uh, doesn't mean that 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 you're good it just means that you're working very hard so that was uh, so uh, yeah I guess I guess it has been a, a prolific time um, I'm actually in prep on my 6 that we're going to shoot in about 2 weeks or start shooting so um, I I, uh, I like to work and I like to learn and I like to try and get better and I, I don't like to sit around and stew in you know what I perceive as my mistakes are and I'd rather just get out there and try and correct them on the next thing so um, you know with, in the spirit of that um I just try to stay busy. You know, I've been fortunate enough to have opportunities to uh, keep making keep making movies.
0: Yeah, you're lucky that you have been able to do that. Do you write all your own films?
1: Uh, Up until this point, yeah, I have. Yeah.
0: And what's the next film that you're working on? That you're going to start in a couple Um, weeks? It's
1: called Little Dixie. It's a uh, it's another film, um, kind of in the same genre as uh, as Ida Red, which I had a lot of fun working in. So. yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to doing it.
0: Who's in that one?
1: I can't say yet. We but, can't say uh, yet? Okay. Yeah, but, you know, some familiar faces and people we're really excited about and uh, some new ones as well. So it's going to be – it'll be another fun ride, you know.
0: You know, not to bring up anything controversial, but, you know, uh, since there was a lot of gunfire in this film and because of what recently happened on the set of Rust, do you have any thoughts about using e- – guns because you use a lot you used a lot of them in this film on your next productions and, and just anything about what your thoughts are about what transpired
1: i mean obviously it's it's tragic and it's uh it's a terrible terrible thing um you know uh, i don't really have any thoughts on that specific instance because i don't you know I, I don't even really read what has been going on or what happened i mean i wasn't there so i don't i don't know and uh you know, frankly, I, you know, I, I don't, uh, I, there's nothing I have to say about that specific right, instance. But right,
0: But I meant I about guns and I, selves on sets. That's really what my question was know, about well, guns on sets. I mean, because I, a, a lot of people, a lot of actors and directors and... Uh, filmmakers are saying they no longer want to use real guns on sets, and I was wondering, since your movie had a lot of guns, is, and it sounds like if it's going to be your next movie is going to be in the same genre, do you have any thoughts about what you might do going forward, making movies with guns?
1: Um, I, I think it's a it's a conversation. You know, I don't. I haven't made any decisions. I, I've heard that some people are saying they're not going to you know, use real weapons or guns anymore on sets. And, and that, you know, I think that's totally respectable to, to say that and to stick to it. Um, I haven't made any decisions about what we're going to do. Um, you know, I, you know, movies have been being made for a hundred years now and they've used, uh, you know, real guns. And, you know, unfortunately there has been, uh, Even one instance like this is too many. You know, I I think that to be true. Um, But uh, I don't know moving forward really what my plan will be I mean it's been it's become a discussion uh, on our side but it's not really anything that we've made any declarations about because you know we for obvious reasons we are very very safe and uh, and uh, we, we treat safety as uh, the utmost um, you know the biggest responsibility on the set is to be safe you know um, whether it's working with uh, with guns or camera equipment or whatever it may be cars anything I mean uh, it's, it's there's many things that could go wrong on a film set and uh, and uh, the minute you get is The minute you're vulnerable for something to happen So, But in terms of the gun thing I, I We haven't made any I haven't made any kind of uh, decision But uh, it's definitely something we're going to monitor And, and keep uh, discussing
0: Right so. yeah, Well it's a big conversation obviously And the whole thing has been very tragic Do you have a dream actor or actress Other than someone you've already worked with That you would like to work with what's on your wish list?
1: Um, you know I I don't, I don't really have a a wish list. I mean, I, I admire so many different actors uh, that it really just kind of depends on what the uh, what the script or the story calls for. You know, um, I, I really, you, you know, Frank and Melissa, and uh, you know, a lot of the actors that I've gotten to work with would have been on my wish list, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time Michael K. Williams I, I got to work with, he was on my wish list. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um so I, I don't know. I've been fortunate to work with a lot of the people that I guess would have been on a wish list had I had one. Um and moving forward I really I don't really think about things like that. I just think about uh who's right for the role and if they're right for the role and it, it maybe it's an unknown person, uh I mean that makes them on my wish list, you know. Mm-hmm. So I get as excited about, you know, actors that nobody knows about as I do as, as ones that, you know, everybody does. Right. So um you know, I, I think it's uh for me, it's entirely, uh, you know, uh, relative to, to the story and who's right for it.
0: Well, I know that you wrote um, these parts for uh, Melissa Leo, and you think, uh, said Frank Grillo too. After you were, after you did uh, Body Brokers with them, uh, do you, when you're writing a script, do you have an actor or an actress in mind when you're writing it in general?
1: Um. Not always. I mean that that situation was unique where uh, I, I knew them and I and I had the uh, I, I had a pretty good idea that they would that they would do the role if I wrote it for them. Um, but outside of that, I try not to because then I, I I end up writing it with somebody else's cadence in mind and it becomes too specific for me to see anybody else in that role. I and mean, I've made that mistake before, I think. But uh, since then, I've tried never to do it. So I try and keep it open and just make the most original characters on the page I can and then from there find the best version of that person.
0: Good thinking. Good thinking. What was the most difficult part of the shoot of Ida Red?
1: I would say probably the pandemic was was kind of a pretty tough part. Um, We shot this in uh, July and August of last year so it was, you know, really in the... uh, in the height of everything And all the hysteria And, uh, and you know, more unknown then than is now So it was uh quite the external pressure You know, to make sure everybody got through it safe And, and we were being smart about how we were um, Running our set and everything But luckily we didn't have one issue And um, we got the movie made So that was definitely a, a new kind of pressure That I hadn't encountered yet That was, you know, pretty stressful
0: Yeah, I can imagine I can imagine Well, yeah, I guess there were quite a few movies That got made during COVID And somehow they... You know were able to get through and some Weren't Uh, you know uh, When they sort of do the harder they fall I guess the new movie with Idris Elba And uh, Regina King he got COVID right at the beginning and sidelined That movie for quite a while so you never know What's going to come up uh, when you're filming Where can people see Ida Red?
1: I know it's in select cities And theaters uh, starting tomorrow The Friday the 5th I also know that it'll be on Apple TV all cable networks uh, You know on demand platforms um, Amazon pretty much anywhere anybody would rent a new movie I think it'll be available so uh, and if if there's a theater near you playing it uh, I you know would highly recommend seeing it that way if possible
0: definitely I I believe movies should be seen on the big screen as much as possible so
1: uh,
0: I agree well thank you so much John for being on the show Um, I wish you much success with Ida Red and everybody seek it out if you're looking for a good popcorn movie an exciting movie uh, this is the one to check out, Ida Red. So thank you again. Thank you, Jam. If you have missed any of the Jam Price shows all about movies, you can go to my website, thejampriceshow.com, and all the shows are archived on the website. But you can also go to... Wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast? We are on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple, Google Play, you name it, we're there. Uh, you know, we're on YouTube. Please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe uh, on YouTube. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Jam Price Show. Thank you all for listening. Jam Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jam Price Show, all about movies.